athletes like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome everybody to the Lakers Lounge. Welcome back to the Lakers Lounge. It's a little early to be in a lounge right now, I think, for you, Harrison. But you're sober, so I think you can get away with it. Like you can yeah, I'm actually say, coffee in the lounge. Like it's not an Irish coffee. I'm <laughs> like yeah. I'm drinking about, like just regular coffee. You can actually claim, you know what, guys? The brunch is actually good here. Like, the food, the breakfast is actually good here. <laughs> they make great hash browns. I'm just in here. I'm, I'm here in this lounge. Like, we we had a, a, there was an old school, like, it was called Kino's. Do you know what Kino is? Like, like the quinoa? Game? Like the grain? No, oh, no, 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 the game. <laughs> it's no. like, a, it's like a. I do not. <laughs> it's like a. Uh, Gosh, what's the anyway? It's it's this it, people who know what Kino is. Well, it's they have it running on the TV, and you can buy tickets, and it's kind of like silent bingo, you know, where where you watch up on the TV and you see like you chart out your numbers and you see if your numbers hit, and then while you're eating breakfast, you can actually take your thing your 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 ticket up, and you can get money for that ticket if you won money playing this bingo card. Um. It's the, the 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 lounge is called Kinos. It's like super old school. You walk back there, like big high, like leather chairs. This dingy room. They do karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. It's a legit lounge, but they made incredible breakfast. And I used to always like I used to always get shit because like people would be like, "What are you going to Kinos for at nine thirty on a Wednesday?" And I'm like, "They have great breakfast. They have this Yukon omelet that was incredible." And and um, and you you are actually me there. Like you are actually explaining to people this lounge that I'm in at nine eleven on a on a on a Thursday morning uh, is it just makes great great coffee, great breakfast. You know, flawless analogy that I'm sure all the listeners are going to relate to, given how much explanation you had to throw into it, I think. Yeah. You know, this is a situation a lot of a lot of people have been in. Yeah, no, you were talking about uh, breakfast at a bar. I'm, I was picturing, like, you know, like, like bad eggs with, like, get, like some leftover bar peanuts mixed in or something. They're like, I don't know. We didn't have any vegetables <laughs> to throw in here. We just, like... <laughs> Fiber, yeah, right? I mean, it, I my taste was very different back then, and everything was just doused in tapatio. The, the hash browns were just fried like bar nut shells. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm honestly like that. That analogy served no purpose other than like I don't really want to talk about the Lakers, and Fair so enough. I'm just I'm just gonna talk as long as I can possibly talk about this old school karaoke lounge that served great breakfast when I was like. 16 years old you know uh, uh, not to call you a hypocrite but i think you're pulling an aaron larsoul right now a little bit yeah like this is this is how the hook usually starts as him trying to filibuster for he as got, long as he can the 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 show last night got so contentious he was just handing out his pin to people <laughs> yeah I, that was that was wild i was not going to bring it up because i don't want to like encourage people to go listen to the last like four minutes of that show and steal aaron's identity but um you know <laughs> Having to scream, Aaron, stop giving out your personal information. Aaron's Aaron's gonna have to call the bank today and cancel his credit cards. And they're like, "Did you lose them?" And he's like, "No, I just like I gave out my PIN number on a Twitter Spaces." I was, trying, I was, I was very trying. upset. 
about the Lakers roster construction. And... I was trying to get people's attention off of the terrible job Rob Polinka has done, and I just started giving out my personal information. My social security number is out there now. <laughs> I hope the Lakers pay him enough for that. Well, I hope they at least pay a, for a the lot of shows. Do identity protection. Not many shows give you access to their bank account. Like that's how much we trust the listeners, <laughs> or I guess Aaron specifically. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess we're going to talk about the Lakers today. Um, it's going to be it's going to be one of those conversations, right? We've done the definitive Rob Polinka thing, and I think that's over now. Like I think we just know he sucks at his job. Like I, that's, I feel like maybe we are done definitive here. enough in the last definitive Rob. Polinka I, I, I mean, I, but like if we were to do the definitive Rob Polinka conversation now, it would be three seconds long. He's like, he's bad. All right, that's it. <laughs> we're, we're we're done here. <laughs> um. So we aren't going to do that, but I I watched I brought this up a little bit in passing on the uh, post game show with Raj and Sabrina last night. Um, I mentioned this on last night slash this morning's lowdown, and you know I, I finished that Hulu documentary, which ah man, I would probably give it like a seven seven and a half out of ten in terms of like it was good at what it was it, what it was trying to be good at, right? It was really good at the at, at the sentimentality of, of being um, a Lakers fan. Um, there were some real like tearjerker moments, obviously, when they started talking about Kobe. Um, when they when they got into Dr. Jerry Buss's passing, obviously that was that was I, it sent me back to where I was back then. So, like in that respect, if you're just looking for like like Lakers propaganda, it's really good at that. It produces really good Lakers propaganda. And nothing to me speaks more to like the propagandizing than like they just cut it off. It's like the story ended at at the championship. Nothing has happened since. It was yeah, just no. So <laughs> I, you know, I think that's fair by the Lakers because everybody else is saying their bubble ring didn't count. They're saying that was the end of the NBA. That, that is, was the end of the world. The end of NBA history. They won the NBA and it's yeah. over now. Right. They tied Boston. They, and there's and nothing else left to do. you know, do. Boston is really the Clippers. So the Lakers have the most possible titles, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were, so anyway. So they won the NBA. They, they, you know, they broke it. They got the 17. That's it. NBA over. And, mm -hmm. you know, this whole new thing. That, that's, that, now, all the years since are an asterisk. Yeah. Um, so I was, I, but I was watching it. And, and one thing really, really, really stood out to me. And it was almost sad. To, it was not almost, but it was sad to to watch this take place. And it's like you look at Johnny, you look at Jimmy and Jeannie. They were like the three central figures of this thing. Janie made a, a couple appearances here and there. Um, Jesse had had some things to say occasionally. Not much Joey in this one. Um, Joey Joey kind of stayed um, maintained some distance here, but with Johnny. Jimmy and you think they just like forgot to interview him. They just like they're like they, I mean, it's a lot of J names to keep track of. Like it you is. think they just like yeah. Like, did he appear at all? Did they just there was actually like, there was actually another bus kid who uh spoiler alert uh Dr. Bus and his wife at the time put up for adoption. So there's actually there's actually like another bus kid out there who makes an appearance in this thing um as well. No J name there. Um I, I think anyway, but uh, we, I, I was the, the thing that like struck me the most was Johnny, Jimmy and Jeannie's just never, 
ending search for dad's approval. It, it's like, you know, at some point, it, at any point, like it was really struck me like a Logan Roy kind of relationship. It was like, Jerry, could you just pat him on the back once? Could you just like say they're, <laughs> they're doing a good job once? Um, and, 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 and let them know that like you love them because like it was, it was, it was brutal to watch them just continue continually and, and perpetually position themselves for dad's approval here. And, you know, one thing I would, my, my parents are in town, my dad was watching it too. And he's like, you know, I don't really remember Dr. Bus being as involved with the basketball as like Jim was, or as Jeannie is now. Like you really kind of struck him. Dr. Bus kind of like, well, it helped that he had the greatest executive of all time in Jerry West. And he just kind of like let him go do his thing. He would obviously make occasional forays into the, in, into basketball ops. But even there, you know like what Jerry did when he did that, he threatened to quit. So it was just <laughs> right? like, <laughs> well, and, the and boundaries, real, real, like real hard lines there. You know, kudos to Jerry though, because like, if he's West, like, Hey, you want to do my job? That's fine. I'll retire. I'm, yeah. I'm totally happy. Throws a trophy, like through a, you know, like through a brick wall, um, <laughs> through a bus kid. He just yeah. fired. <laughs> so, so that's why Joey didn't appear. He, he, Jerry Buss was throwing him through a wall. <laughs> <clears throat> man so uh i'm usually good at that but i accidentally hit the, the the mic button twice the mute mic button twice i thought you were gonna keep talking and you didn't um so i i paid really close attention to like the latter portion of this and some of that is just like my nature the the uh, palace intrigue is something that i just like can't not pay attention to here and you know, Jeannie made this explanation and made this big like to do of, of why she had to, like not not like, you know, Jerry or, or Jimmy wasn't doing his job. And, you know, it, it, it sucks. But, you know, we all just kind of have to find our roles. And it was like, no, I have to fire Jimmy Buss. I have to like it was my instructions from my dad that I had to take over the organization and part like the part that made me laugh at some points was like Johnny and Jimmy being like, he didn't say that. What, what, what's, what's Jeannie talking about? And, you know, and the reason she had to fire Jim, according to, to Jeannie is that he just, he was, I guess, conducting business in a way that hit that, that Dr. Bus wouldn't have approved. All of the losing, remember, they tanked. They tanked for like four straight years. Um, and it got them Randall, and it got them Lonzo. They actually sort of did the Rob Palenka strategy of like accidental tanking. They just happened to have their draft picks. Yeah, right. I, I, do you think Do you think Jim and, and, and Mitch like text each other occasionally? Like these guys tanked and they don't have their pick. They're like, <laughs> man, Jeannie's got to fire Jim Buss again. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is just, you know... If you're going to be bad, it's really important to maintain control of some of your picks. And the Lakers got lucky because remember they had they had control of their picks, but it was like top three protected, so they were yeah. real bad. They're they like, were, yeah, we got to get okay, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, turn Robert Sacre, like, like they were scouting yeah. for being bad. 
<laughs> yeah, we're uh we're we're two and twelve. We gotta really just make sure that we keep it this way because yeah. we're not rebounding the other direction. Jim and Mitch should give lessons to Danny Ainge right now on how to tank. Like they're just sitting there watching him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he just what? hasn't learned the Laker way. That's you know again. <laughs> that's why NBA history ended in twenty twenty. Yeah. So I uh, again, Genie Genie's like reasoning for it was the Lakers being that bad for that long was tarnishing the 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 doctor bus's legacy and, and she's not wrong, not wrong, not wrong at all. But if that's her reasoning for getting rid of Jim, then you can't also extend Rob Palinka. And it, and that like, that was something that, that really kind of sat with me was what's the difference here. Why is it that she feels like she has to dude? It was dogmatic. I had to fire Jim. But here, the only time that she got defiance over this last offseason was when people questioned her about the way that the Lakers do business up top. And that and, was before it came out that she gave Rob an extension. Yeah, and then when it came out that she gave Rob's extension, she didn't defend the extension. She got angry that it leaked, right? Which kind of tells the story that you're look, not not looking to tell, but you're kind of sort of telling there, Jeannie. But, but like, I was, again, wondering why... Why the extent from extension for Rob if you're concerned about tarnished legacy here? And I would argue that they're tarnishing the legacy. They're doing more damage to the legacy now than Jim or Mitch was doing at the time. Because at least Jim and Mitch was like, there's a pick at the end of this thing. If we're bad enough, you get Julius Randle. If we're bad enough, you get Lonzo Ball. You get Brandon Ingram. And, you know, there's there's building blocks for the future, you know, that yeah. are there. So it's like, yeah, the team's bad, but there's still a reason to tune in. I mean, you know, some of those years more so than others, you know, obviously yeah. like Randall's rookie year, not a whole lot of reason to tune in <laughs> until, you know, like the Jordan Clarkson show, like second yeah. half of the year or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're it, to varying degrees. But, you know, for a long time there, you know, you had like Randall's progression you wanted to watch for, you know, yeah. can like, how good can D'Angelo Russell be? What does Lonzo Ball look like? You know, uh, yeah. all, all this stuff. Brandon Ingram, you know, like and again, him, a player that only weighs 80 pounds succeed in the NBA. Turns out, yes, eventually. <laughs> he weighs a lot more than 80 pounds. He's really yeah, a little more up. than 80 pounds now. Yeah, he looks, he's definitely he looks good. Up. Yeah. Um, I think that's the player I'm the wrongest about in the history of my time doing this. It's Brandon yeah, Ingram. you asked if he had an NBA skill. Yeah. No, I asked if he could develop one. So he, he was terrible his rookie year. And... Goals yeah, for the offseason. Does he have one? Uh, the, oh, so you were like, no, I said he didn't he have not. one his rookie year. Yeah. No, I said he didn't have one his rookie year. And then I said, can't like we were talking about offseason goals. And I said, can he develop an offseason, uh, an NBA skill? And, you know, that's just my Mamba challenge, right? That was. <laughs> <laughs> he took it seriously. He developed like, you know, seven or eight. A bunch of them. Of them. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Ironically, bring Brandon Ingram is the only member of the young core who's come on any of my shows. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the funny I part. I mean, you, yeah. you questioned his like weight regimen, I think, and you you got him to bulk up. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Those I was, protein I'm, shakes he was trying to sell worked. But like, do you, do you agree that like they're tarnishing, if there is a such thing as tarnishing the Lakers brand? Do you think this is a more effective tarnishing of that legacy than than what Jim and Mitch were doing right at the end of their tenures? 
I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, it, it's it's easy to look back now and talk about the stuff that we just did. But I do want to be wary of, like, you know, those years did suck to watch, too. Absolutely. Even if there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You know, if you talk to casual Lakers fans, they certainly were not talking about, like, oh, yeah, like, this is yeah, this is great. We get to watch the young guys develop. It yeah. was like, it was like, oh. It wasn't the process Sixers. The bus. Yeah, like it was not there was not a great level of local enthusiasm, I don't think, among people who are not like nerds like you and I. Um, Half of Ramona Shelburne's pieces back then were asking if they were tarnishing Dr. Buss's legacy. Like that was a serious conversation she kept on having. And and she was not the only one asking that question. That was like a very common question around there. And like Jim was certainly not well liked by the media. And so that to some degree was tarnishing, you know, the like Lakers legacy because people were more willing to openly question someone who was not well liked and was not like a great talker and didn't give great interviews and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I do think that. I, I want to be cautious in saying this is more damaging because, like, that was pretty damaging, too, mm-hmm. locally. Now, obviously, people came back once the team kind of rebounded and there's a lot of enthusiasm initially about, oh, Magic's coming in. Like, this is exciting. Like, yeah. you know, maybe he's going to do it. <laughs> Everybody <you> know. but me. <laughs> yeah. Bringing the legend home, you know, uh, yeah. like, you know, Rob Polinka, he was Kobe's agent, smart cap guy, you know, all this stuff. And like people were excited about, oh, you know, they not maybe not that first year where they signed like KCP. I don't know that people were like over the moon about that. But once they got LeBron, certainly people started to come back mm-hmm. and were like fully engaged, even the most casual fans. And so, you know, like I, I think to some degree, like, yeah, I mean, this hurts the brand, but you know, Lakers fans are still watching this shit. Like they're going to come back when the team, like the casual ones are still going to come back again when, you know, like the team is good. Like, I I don't know how much you can, I get what you're saying, but I don't know how much you really can damage the brand long term. As long as there's like light at the end of the tunnel and like they can figure it out. Like they would have to be bad for decades probably to like really seriously damage the brand. Yeah. I think, I, I I tried to disclaim it with like to the extent that the Lakers legacy can be tarnished, right? Because like I mean they did just win a championship a championship yeah. two years ago, so it's like it is kind of it's 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 there are still it people is, defending Rob on Twitter, you know? It's I, like it's, I know it's, you know hasn't even the full and in my text Aaron hasn't stopped yet. texting me since last night. It's just like nonstop. His pin com- number, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anthony. I have lost three thousand dollars overnight. <laughs> somebody keeps buying stuff um, like anthony the second half wasn't steph it was it was monte ellis <laughs> so i was uh i i i agree with you and and i think in that like i don't think the lakers legacy can necessarily be tarnished but even there though like as we say that if the lakers legacy can't necessarily be tarnished then genie can't use that as an excuse to fire Jim Buss the first time around. And in that case, she would be consistent, at least, in extending Rapalinka. It's like, yeah, we there's can't... no there's no world here where this is ideologically consistent. I yeah. agree with that part. Yeah. And that's and again, like that's that's the part that I keep Other on than kind I of... guess, you know, if we want to be as absolutely fair as possible, Rob did win a title. Now again, he had already gotten an extension after the title. This was yeah, this would be a very that was announced. reward the t- Yeah. <laughs> they announced yeah, that they announced one. That one. Yeah, they were they announced <laughs> that one and announced a promotion. Uh so you know, very that one was very public. Uh this one less so for reasons who can who can guess? Mm-hmm. Uh it's hard to say, you know. But um, I, but I, I yeah. think you know, like if we're being as fair as possible, Rob has objectively 
attained more success than Jim and Mitch. And so theoretically, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, not Mitch, you know, Oh, sorry. Yeah. But the Jim and Mitch combo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, Mitch, the later Mitch, years, post, Mitch, post Jerry, it, but yes, Mitch was yeah. very, I, I, I apologize. Mitch was very accomplished and I don't want to start the, like, is Mitch Polinka or is Mitch Kupchak really a more accomplished GM than Rob Polinka? Yes, he is. Uh, he is. Like by, <laughs> by quite a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, like the, the Mitch Jimmy years, you know, like post that like 2010 title run and all of that stuff, like obviously we're not great and they did not win a title. And, you know, Mitch had already gotten several extensions for his, you know, his contributions mm-hmm. to those various titles. It's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. I agree with you that it's weird to talk about, you know, like, Oh, like, you know, keep pushing this talking point of, Oh, I had to fire Jim because he was really damaging the brand. And then like, Oh, like also I had to extend Rob Palinka because he is saving it. <laughs> Which, Look, we can say whether or not he's tarnishing the. We cannot try to argue that he's doing good by the the Lakers Lakers I, legacy right now. I, you know, he's he's a meat shield, so I would argue he's doing his job. It's like when he people can't... criticize the commissioner for like the decisions that the you know the thirty or thirty two yeah. you know like owners, governors, you know groups, can, whatever make. Then, can he like, be a Rob... meat shield if he's not doing any talking? I mean, he's taking a lot of the blame. A lot of people are blaming him, and you know, through leaks that you know I. I can assume that they're also like under investigation and trying to figure out who leaked all of the stuff about like, you know, the stars pushing for Russ and like that it was Rob, you know, like throwing his body in front of the fax machine, trying to stop it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think we got to, you know, again, the, the investigation continues for all these leakers. Um, but you know, whoever leaked those things very successfully got a portion of the fan base to not blame ownership and whoever. And it's like, Oh, That's this true. is the GM's fault and yeah. all this stuff. So I don't know by some metrics, <laughs> Rob might be doing his job. I mean, it, it does not make by one wonder what his want. job is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so let's let's go back though to the inconsistencies here and and uh, when in when inconsistencies arrive, I swear to God, it's eleven and thirty my time. I, I it's not it's not an easy combination of words uh, to say there. When inconsistencies arise. Um, I am forced to ask, like, why? What is the basis for the like the inconsistency? What's the explanation for the inconsistency? What's the trend? Yeah, what's the real here? sort of you know yeah. uh, like through line and motivation and argument here? And what I was what I kept watching over the course of this Hulu documentary was the the people who in any way wronged Jeannie Bus or weren't at all times loyal to her. Are no longer employed by the Lakers, right? Yeah, Tracaris, you know, she. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jerry West questioned her relationship with Phil Jackson and its impact on how business was going to go in uh, Lakers' offices. Um, and, you know, <laughs> his son uh, was, <laughs> was treated poorly after Jeannie took over. Like it was, it was like, screw you and your entire MFing crew. Um, but she really, you know, again, living up to the Khaleesi name, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jerry, uh, Jerry West is, is an example there. Um, Mitch Kupchak, you know, was loyal to Jim there at the end. And he was seen as like a part of that, of that faction of the organization and he was unceremoniously let go. And then the best example. John exam- Black, longtime PR John, uh, person, same uh, thing. 
wasn't even going to bring him up. Great point. Um, and uh, Jim Bus is like the nth degree example of this, right? She actually says it in the doc when uh, Jim picks Mike D'Antoni over Phil Jackson after telling Phil Jackson he had 24 hours to decide Oh, good. They on got this. into the Mike D'Antoni, Phil Jackson stuff. This definitely hasn't been talked about enough. Uh-huh. I'm glad they touched on that. It was it, Jeannie outright called Jim a liar. And, and like all of those wonderings, like did Phil Jackson ask to start uh, to coach only home games? According to Jim, that was real. Uh, so that was, that was fun to see. Um, but Jeannie says in that, in that moment, he stabbed her in the back, right? And, and that was, that to me was the moment when she was deciding it's only a matter of when, not if I am going to wrestle the Lakers away from this guy. Right. And, you know, you look at the people that she has around her now, Linda Rambis, close friend and confidant of 40 years plus, Kurt Rambis, um, whom she's had that relationship with for 30 plus years, uh, Tim Harris, who she has worked with for decades and has remained very loyal to Jeannie, um, Rob Polinka, through his uh, agency with uh, with Kobe, um, it has been incredibly loyal to to Jeannie over these over these years, and and to me, like what what I'm learning here is, and I, I would love to be proven wrong, but what I'm learning here is what qualifies you to work for the Lakers isn't like basketball acumen it's like the resume here doesn't it it, the resume that appears here isn't like all right in 2012 i did this for this team and therefore it was really yeah i am a good executive because i did this no the the resume here is is a checklist of of memories you've made with genie bus over over the years and that loyalty while I completely understand it. And I thought, I thought the best thing that this Hulu doc did, and I don't think it was intentional necessarily, but the Hulu doc did a great job of really kind of spelling out to those who are really paying attention. This is why Jeannie operates the way that she does the way that she like that, that situation that she grew up in was brutal to watch. Like we, 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 you and I joke a lot about like how similar the Lakers are to this, to the TV show succession, right? And like you watch this doc and it like those jokes that we made, I actually felt bad for making them because Jerry Buss does have a lot of Logan Roy to him. You know, there was, there was a lot of like, and, and by the way, Jerry Buss also had a lot of misogyny to him and Jeannie, this person that according to Jeannie and, and according to her own qualifications in this position, she, he was grooming her for what came next and yet never really gave her the opportunity kept waiting for johnny to step up kept waiting for jim to step up kept waiting waiting for jim to get better um at what he was asking jim to do before he gave jim uh genie to look at it right and i think gave like, chaz a shot you know gave chaz, lead head scout chaz the bartender was chaz like, on the dock no, I was bummed. Oh, that's I was really disappointing. disappointing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I sorry to cut you off. I just, you know, anytime Jim comes up, I just I think back on like him hiring a bartender as scout. And like yeah. and then I'm like, you know, maybe Jeannie has some points about like the the whole brand thing when he's like, you know, anyone could do our job, even a bartender. Yeah. That's why I hired one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there are few relationships that a that a, a few closer relationships that exist in this world than uh between a drinker and a good bartender. 
Like that yeah. is a that is a deep, Gaff deep, is like deep the hand friendship. of the king, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway, like I, I don't know. I I what do you think about like the the that consistency that like if you look at it through the through the prism of like basketball, then it is inconsistent. But if you look at it through the through the prism of closeness and loyalty on a human level, um, I. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. I think it's actually very consistent. No, I mean, I think that you may have sort of stumbled upon the, you know, like the real factor here. And I don't think that it's like, it doesn't seem to be that hidden when you kind of lay it all out like that. Like the factor is, you know, again, and again, this is not me doubting that Jeannie wants the Lakers to be successful. I know she wants them to be good too, but yeah. it does seem like loyalty is an extremely important factor in the way that she runs the organization. And, you know, again, to be as fair as possible, that's the way that a lot of people run businesses. Like, you know, it's human nature to want people that are loyal to you. It's a, there's a reason that, you know, like in a job interview, you're not like, Hey, like, are you going to stab me in the back? And like the, if the person answers, yes, you're like, okay, good. You, you, like, this is not like, you know, the order of like of Sith Lords where you want the person that you're bringing in to eventually stab you in the back and take the power. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. um, so I think, you know, like to some degree, I am hesitant, hesitant to be overly critical of this because I think that this is human nature. This is how a lot of people operate mm -hmm. is, you know, you want people that you work with to be loyal to you, especially people that are below you, you know, versus the opposite where they're maybe going to like stab you in the back. But that said, you also need to have people that are qualified and loyal yeah. and able to tell you no and loyal. And also, even if someone is loyal, be able to evaluate their performance because loyalty is not the only performance metric, you know, like, right. like if you're having these, like, you know, if you're having your KPIs or whatever, your key performance indicators, then, you know, like loyalty, maybe that's on the list. Like, you know, it's obviously better that Rob Palinka is loyal than that. He's like trying to, you know, execute his own palace coup and somehow become owner of the Lakers. Um, yeah. But, you yeah. know, like I, I think, you also have to look at okay you know this guy says a lot of things that sound really smart like he talks well he you know he uses the word dimensionalize and like all of these you know silicon valley terms and all these things but what is like what does the product look like and it's looked pretty bad and so at some point you know you have to question that and at the very least like maybe like don't give the guy an extension before he even hires the coach and like does the offseason stuff I get the argument of like maybe this keeps him from being so like you know out of leverage in negotiations and stuff where it doesn't appear like he's GMing for his job but it's still you know I don't know. It, it's it's a weird look and it like it does sort of imply that like, you know, performance on the floor is not necessarily the most important kind of KPI here. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the point that that I, I'm really trying to hammer home here is that like. And this is what I kind of wrapped up the lowdown on last night is until the basketball becomes the higher priority than the loyalty and the human element of this we're probably going to keep like bashing our head into this wall, you know, Rob Link, like, at least for four like, more years. We're, we're presenting this a little, or you're present, you're, you, you're sort of, and I want to be really clear on this. Like you're, you're sort of presenting this as like a dichotomy as it's presented in the Hulu doc where it's like, okay, person was not loyal. Person is gone. Person is loyal. Person stays. There's a middle ground where it's like, Hey, like, you know, there are other qualified people who, if you're signing their checks would probably be pretty loyal. You know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't think Masai Ujiri well, is going to come in here and stab you in the back. You know, the, the, like the I don't best think, leaders like, inspire loyalty, 
right? Like yeah, the best, the think, best leaders you, like are capable of bringing new people into the circle and getting them to be loyal. If you're like, hey, Sam Presti, I'm going to make you the highest paid GM in the league. Like that's probably going to inspire some loyalty, you know, like he's not. <laughs> I <would> hope so. <laughs> Although like Sam Presti, do you think Sam Presti would take this job given that they only have like two picks? Well, no, that's it. That just means he has an excuse to start another seven year teardown. Like this is, you know, this is the most appealing job in the NBA to him. He's like, immediately. Wait, you mean like, I just have to use this as an asset dumping ground for like 10 years to like reacquire a stockpile of picks. This yeah. is the greatest job ever. <laughs> it would be funny if like after LeBron uh, complimented Presti's ability as a GM that Presti showed up and immediately trades LeBron. <laughs> And Bronny keeps Bronny does not does not sign LeBron to play with him. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I uh, but I just Sam Presti even read The Alchemist. Like we don't know, and so that again, like he may be underqualified. Yeah, I'm not positive. Rob Polinka has either. Like I, I think he. I'm pretty sure he's read it. I think he's got like the first. I think he's 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 a. You, you think know, that's what he and LeBron bonded over? They're like first chapter guys. Steve yeah, Reed? like first chapter yeah. guys. The inside of the of the book flaps. Like yeah. the, the summary on the back, um, you know, the New York times is called the alchemist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be clear here in, in that, like when I, when I try to spell out like what is going on here and I'm trying to offer as much context here, I want to like, I'm not, I'm criticizing because I think it's it's like the process is bad and it's leading to bad decisions. Um, that's where I am criticizing, but I do I do understand like the, like watching this documentary. I'm I, I'm glad I I'm glad I actually did because it did really kind of open my eyes up to oh okay this is this is why she's she's this kind of loyal to the people who are close to her because in that family there was not much loyalty to in in any direction other than up to Dr. Bus, right? Everybody there was incredibly loyal upward to Dr. Bus. There was no lateral loyalty here among the siblings that were in that next kind of group down. And and it doesn't really sound like like there was there was plenty of loyalty with Dr. Bus and his sons, but like Jeannie really had to earn it in ways that Johnny and and Jimmy didn't, you know? One thing that they spent a lot of time on was I think it's, it's it's almost impossible to argue that she's not more qualified than those two overall to be it's, uh, to yeah. be like a, a primary owner. Well, she was, you know, she the, one of the things that was kind of discussed here was uh, Johnny was put in charge of the Sparks when Doctor Bus owned them, right? And here you think like that's the natural place, like that's the natural place where you allow Jeannie to cut her teeth in basketball. Um, with that, with that project and Johnny did a good job. They won back-to-back -back titles. They eventually sold it for, for more than they bought it. Um, and, and, you know, to his credit, like he did, he did a good, he did a good enough job in that role, but Jeannie has to be, had to be sitting there. And she said that she was sitting there like, wait, what that's. And then, and then when it came time for, uh, because of his health, Dr. Bus to kind of step back a little bit, he pulled jim off of the racehorses the, the 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 racetrack the racehorse racetracks and and put him as as you know assistant gm and 
you know, they try to, to present it through the veneer of him earning his way through the ranks, but you don't really earn your way through the ranks when the end game there is already kind of decided as it was with Jim. We're like, like for, for you and I in our positions at Vox, right? It, if we climb, it'll be because we had success with the projects that we had, you know, through the years. It isn't like, it's not designated that, you or I are going to be uh, that you or I are going to be for sure executives like high up in Vox, whereas it was decided. I mean, I already am. <laughs> well, I, I'm higher, higher up in in Vox. But I like, I'm 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 happy in my in my Rambus role. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kurt is very happy in his Rambus role. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But but like. Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? The difference in the difference in like, like Jim Bus wanted it to look like, uh, or Jerry wanted it to look like Jim was earning his way up through the ranks. And so when he eventually became assistant GM and then eventually became, you know, kind of principal basketball decision maker, uh, that he, he did so by earning his way up through the ranks. But if the end game there is already decided, he didn't earn his way up through the ranks. It was just, it was, it was PR. It was, it was an attempt at like, see, look, he tried. And, yeah, and Jim Buss went to like the Billy Madison scouting school, you know, yeah, just, exactly. he had to complete every grade in a week. <laughs> exactly. And he just loved the Andrew Bynum class. And then um, he had like, he had like an academic decathlon against, uh, against Mitch. <laughs> and Mitch won, but Jim no, got Mitch promoted anyway. He was loyal to Dr. Buss. He's like, I know, I know what my job here is. <laughs> so, so like. Um, and again, like if I'm Jeannie, I'm sitting there saying like, so you designated right from the get go that this guy who like didn't have his shit together, um, was going to eventually become the lead voice in this multi-billion dollar dynasty that you built while I was sitting next to you this whole time and actually learning the business. Like that's that if I was Jeannie, I would have questions about, about my dad. Um, and, and, and I would be very, by the way, like while, while, you know, while we're on the subject of, of, of Jeannie and, and her deflection of, of criticism, I also would look for misogyny if it ever showed its face, because my dad, the person I looked up to the most was one of the most misogynistic people in, 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 in his era. He literally had a catalog of the women he was sleeping with, like a like a like a catalog I'm not sure of it. That that's how Jeannie would describe him, but well, sure. Um, but like that, that's yeah. just like that's how it looks from the outside looking in. And when he when he again puts the men in that family into the positions of power, while his daughter is earning her way up to those positions of power, um, like I, I'm sorry, like that's that's not that's not the. That's not I the think, unbiased approach of 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 an open-minded man. I, I think Jerry may have been a little bit more like progressive than maybe you're giving him credit for on this. Like if I'm remembering correctly, and I, I was Googling while you were talking to see if I could find mm -hmm. the story and I can't. So maybe I'm imagining it. But I sort of remember that there was a point where like I think it was David Stern asked, you know, why Jeannie wasn't in charge of the Sparks. And it was that Jerry what like wanted, you know, he's like, no, well, she's going to be an NBA owner. So I'm training her to be an NBA owner. 
And, you know, like there was never any doubt in like the mm -hmm. will and whatever that like Jeannie was the primary decision maker. And so she was given, you know, that power as well because she was the most qualified. Like she wasn't, you know, like Jim was given basketball operations. Yes, because Jerry was hoping that his son could do well at it. Um, but like Jeannie was and, you know, the and eventually was able up. to fire him. Exactly. Like the court, the, like the courts held this up that this is what was in the will. Like Jeannie was mm -hmm. able to fire him. Uh, like she can't kick him out of the trust or anything like that, but like she can, you know, like she was able to fire employees with the Lakers, whether or not they were a co-owner. Yeah. Um, and I, so I you guess know, it, like he did believe in her. No, I'm not. I, yeah, I, I think he did, but I also think like she had to go far and above what her, what her brothers were doing to earn that belief. Jim and Johnny just had to exist. Like, they just fair, like, that's fair. <laughs> Jeannie had to go through, like, had to do all kinds of things to yeah, earn Jeannie, that. Yeah, Jeannie like had to go to business school, like yeah, you know, like, like run the tennis team. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and and, but, and you know, it paid off. He he did believe in her. You know, right? Like, and and by know, the way, eventually, I, I, I do think I do think like Jeannie has watched the Lakers grow in you know as as the head of business operations as she uh, operated before. The Lakers did grow while she was at the reins of of that portion of the organization and i think it's possible that she might be a little overstretched here i think i think it's clear that everybody in that front office is overstretched there's a lot that, that that's falling through the cracks here and 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 to the point that you made a second ago you know if she if if she's looking for loyalty here she needs to inspire it in people like bring people into the circle and inspire it and and then keep those those people who are good at their jobs around and and i get like that that was dr bus's gift like he, 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 you know, sure. Jerry West, um, played for the Lakers there for a while, but when Dr. Bus bought the, the Lakers, there didn't have to be any loyalty between Jerry West and Dr. Bus that, that didn't have to play out that way, but he convinced Jerry to stick around and, 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 and it's obviously a good thing for everybody involved with the Lakers that he did. Um, same goes for Pat Riley where like Pat Riley literally like tears in his eyes cried in this documentary, looking back on what uh, Dr. Bus meant to him at the time of his passing, you know? And, and that's somebody who like, that's Jeannie always talks about like, I want to run the Lakers, how my dad ran the Lakers. Well, her dad empowered talented people and inspired that loyalty to them and, and got the most out of that relationship as he possibly could. He didn't just hand out jobs to the people who were closest to him and 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 step away and just say all right well this is your this is your baby now um he he guided jim to that to that position he gave jim mitch and he and he had uh jim learn from jerry west right like it was it was it, it wasn't just like it wasn't just the cronyism that we see here with the lakers it isn't just the nepotism that we see with the current lakers and i think that's something that if the lakers are going to take a step forward Jeannie's going to have to 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 maybe take a step back and and rethink her memory of how her dad ran the Lakers because right now it's this like kind of caricature of 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 the Lakers organization there and and by the way also you need to evolve to keep up with the times and that's that's the part of this that I have the biggest question about is if you keep on making all of your decisions by looking back at what your dad would have wanted then it's impossible to look forward into 
what the modern NBA has become. You know, there's a reason Jimmy Butler removed all rearview mirrors from his car, as illegal as that might be. <laughs> That's a commitment to looking no look, forward. No, no looking back. <laughs> but screw you, one of, the best, spots. one of the best long-form profile analogies uh, ever. Like, I don't, I don't know if... I assume that that is not true and that Jimmy was joking, but I don't care. I want it to be true. Yeah. No, I, I want to one day carpool. Like, I want Jimmy Butler to one day pick me up in his car and look around and see no rear view. Or like, you know, like in the last dance when they showed the, like the drive-in no, shot. I'd be terrified You know, like Jimmy Butler just like pulling in a car that does not have mirrors, you know, in the yeah. heat arena, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like nobody drives around. No backup around. cameras either. He he smashed yeah. them with a brick. He just like <laughs> nobody nobody like nobody has ever wanted to drive with Jimmy Butler just because it's like illegally dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the the only thing that I wanted to add was just like the biggest question that I have, like kind of after brainstorming all this out with you and all of that stuff is like, you know, we talked earlier about like, you know, there was a, there were times where, you know, Jerry Buss tried to do a move or there was famously like the time when he was uh, he had basically agreed with Mavericks owner to trade uh, like James Worthy there for someone. I'm forgetting who he was trading him for. And Jerry West just basically was like, yeah, I'm going to quit if you do this. Like, he's like, I, you get like, here's my letter of resignation. And, you know, the thing, like, is there any move that Jeannie could agree to with another owner that Rob would do that? There's no chance, oh, right? Man. Like, there, there, yeah. no, like, no one, there's no one in the world that's like, that thinks that Rob Polinka, like, has is so that much kind loyalty. of principled. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's like, oh, like, I know that I can get another job because I'm great. And so, like, I'm not like, there's no move that he would yeah. sign off on, you know, if it was, you know, seen as like the loyal and, you know, whatever We're choice. And like trading both of those picks. Of, like you want people <laughs> that are so qualified that they're willing to quit because of their yeah. vision. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, like that, that, that's commit. Like you aren't good at stuff without that, without that level of commitment. Right. You, if you are that passionate that you were willing to say, this is not a job that I can hold. If, my vision of this isn't carried out then yeah like you 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 have one foot out the door already essentially in my opinion quiet quitting exactly well you know or <laughs> quiet staying employed i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right uh that's gonna do it for this episode of the lakers lounge um we have let's see a game tomorrow night right they play they play tomorrow night on espn i believe again uh because of course you would know um, better than me. Yeah, they play the Timberwolves tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, I believe we'll have a pressure cooker for that, and then we'll have a post-game spaces for that, and then we'll throw that. That'll carry us into a nice long conversation with Aaron on the hook on Friday. Um, and, and yeah, this was fun. This was cathartic. Yeah, and hey, again, tune into the post-game spaces. I heard Aaron's going to be giving out a social security number tomorrow. So, you know, we're doing – we are breaking, you yeah. know, the – like, we are breaking – we are starting new trends for show giveaways. Like, a lot of shows give you, like, stupid prizes like Laker tickets or, you know, like a gift card to Jimmy John's or, you know, like whatever it may be. And yeah. We're out here letting you steal our co-host's identity. That's how yeah. much we love all of you that are listening to this show. And so, like, I'm not personally going to give out my social security security number or tell you what my pin number is but i think aaron you know by the like i think next week we're gonna have him read out his credit card on the air right like we're just <laughs> but not the security code you gotta he's guess like, that he's like it's like a, a scavenger insurance hunt. card it's just like yeah. it's just... 
His Subway fifth sandwich eats his Lakers, free. like His Lakers facility passcode login. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>